This episode of The Building Years is brought to you by Rally Flip Cap. Wear it, flip it, love it. Go to rallyflipcap.com for all the hottest, newest hats in the biz, and you'll be the life of the party with the hats that you'll be wearing. Also, go to facebook.com slash rallyflipcap. That's R-A-L-L-Y-F-L-I-P-C-A-P. Uh, you can check out their updates. Uh, they're always coming out with new hats. There's a dry erase hat that you should check out on the website. There's also a Christmas hat, so just in time for the holidays. Check that out. And whenever you check out, use the coupon code STANDUPTALK as one word. That is our podcast network, STANDUPTALK, whenever you check out. And you will get a discount for being a listener of The Building Years. And now here's our episode 176 with Stephen Gilligan. It's the Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, it's the building years. Uh, I was gonna start it. Damn it! That's Justin Alexio. <laughs> who uh... false start? So what's up, guys? I'm Justin Alexio. That's Jeremiah Watkins. It's Friday. You guys got a guest, an actor, my good dodgeball friend, Stephen Gillick. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Okay, before the podcast, Stephen. Before we bring you on the show, I'm gonna get on to Justin a little bit." Shit. He said, "It's the easiest description." He said, "It's like Gilligan." But Gillikin. And then Justin's like, I don't know if I can handle this this interview. This, well, yeah, this interview, this intro. Uh, please welcome Stephen Gillikin to the program, everybody. Yes. How are Thank you? Thank you. Thanks for yeah. picking up the slack there. Yeah. <laughs> and it is Gillikin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how how is well, that I like that. His argument for not knowing how to do it is like, well, you've never said your last name to me before. <laughs> and, like, he, and then you're like, well, I just said it right yeah. now, so there you go. All right. Well, guys, this ain't about good, me. But you also included that I was a good friend. Yeah, so you prior like that? Prior to that. You like that? You like yeah. that. What's going on, and man? You, you guys met during dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. Played same dodgeball. team or same league? or Same league. Have we ever played together? I don't think so. Um, no, we did an Echo Silver Park. Lake. Silver Lake, yeah. So Which I may time. have met you before. That's the first time I remember meeting you, though. Oh, so then so we right. met there on the same team at like a league game, or was it? An yeah, open, we're on the same team. Gym? Yeah, we were. We were oh, team right. called the Dodge Neons. It's coming back okay. to me yeah. with Mark Pierce. Yeah, I yeah. got, I got you. Alex was on that team. She was. Okay, yeah, I got it. I've been on too many teams. I don't remember. <laughs> And then Alex had a graduation party, and I got drunk, and I talked to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, it's all coming back yeah. now. Dude, that place was sick, looking over the hills. Yeah, Don't I wasn't feel? in charge of that bill, but someone <laughs> <laughs> put way too much into something <laughs> trivial. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, tell us how yeah. you really feel, Steven. Um, all right, so you're, uh, you're out here. What's going on, man? How's your day going? Good? A chiller? Yeah, uh, it's like been unseasonably. I guess it technically seasonably, but it's actually nice out. Like it was gray and cloudy this morning. Isn't it weird how we've like been having like ups, such extreme ups and downs of le- with weather recently out here in LA? Like, Dude, it's been my, like super hot. It was then... super chilly two days ago. My deodorant melted in my car yesterday. Oh no! And then I opened it and it spilled all over my pants. Ew! Was it all liquidy? <laughs> Dude, yeah, oh. all over the pants. I'd have a spare pair of pants, so I just had to wear it all day. Did do this? 
do the pants smell like yeah, old they smell spice or whatever now? now? Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's disgusting. It's just like a huge, it looked like I pissed myself. And it wouldn't, you know, water will eventually go away. It was just like darkened for the rest of the day. Yeah, because it's a stain. There's, <laughs> there's chemicals in deodorant. It's not just going to be like going to dry up. and. That's what you're putting on your body, man. I know. you seen on your I pants. actually, I've stopped wearing Right Guard because I read about aluminum. <laughs> it's bad for you. So now I'm buying this stuff from Trader Joe's. Do you remember the uh, the uh, deodorant tag? I don't even <laughs> think it's out anymore. I remember. I, tag. I don't even know what that is. It's, it was like it was like a, a version of Axe. They're gonna try to come out and. Beat, oh yeah, beat I remember Axe. tag, dude. I used that once, and I got an infection immediately on my armpits. <laughs> like I sprayed it, and I was like, "Wow, this uh, oh, it kind of burns." All right, cool, uh, and like this smells nice. And then like I lifted my arm up like 15 seconds later, and I had this huge like, rash around my armpits. Dude, I messed up one time because I was like 16. I was going to get my first blowjob, so I sprayed Axe all around my penis, <laughs> and, uh, dude, it burned like a motherfucker. Like, I had to cancel the date because I was in pain. And uh, Did you give an explanation for why it was No, I was that? just like, I can't go out tonight. My mom said no. <laughs> Back when that ex- excuse still worked, so. Wow. Uh, speaking of blowjobs, Stephen, do you want to tell us about how old you were when you got your first blowjob? <laughs> All right. I was wondering, I heard a question I was wondering like where this, this transition was, was going. <laughs> wow, I guess I won't tag this interview on Facebook. <laughs> okay, we no, will. No, I was, I was the ripe age of like 38 or so, probably. Nice. No, I don't know, probably 19, 18. Yeah. Late bloomer. Yeah, I was a little late in the game, I Justin, suppose. what about you? Oh, 16, baby. Okay. I was, I was killing it when I was 16-year-old. This girl liked me. That's all you need. This girl that thinks she loves you. I was a sophomore. Oh, yeah. And actually, my first hand job was when I was 15 at Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's in movie theaters. A lot of movie theater hookups. Back I was wondering, day. like, how the hand job didn't automatically progress into a blowjob. Oh, but if we you're at the theater, it's. And, like, yeah. next to a friend, and, like, we had to be quiet. You were next to a friend? Yeah, because in high school, you had to all go in big groups. Can't go on dates, right? So there's so much stimuli happening, and that's like you're watching a movie. Like her friend is right next to you. Yeah, and you know what she said to me? She's like, "I don't want to give you a hand job. I don't want to touch your penis. You pee out of there." And I was like, "Well, you pee out of your vagina, so let's trade." And that's how I convinced her to do it. You're like, "Look at that logic, just (laughs) thrown right back in your face." (laughs) Woo. It's what? like mild rape logic. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do it. Well, I'm going to explain why you should. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is a good choice. <laughs> uh, were you, what kind of guy were you back in uh, high school and college? Were you ladies man, sports guy? You played dodgeball now. Did, were you doing like sports back back then? Uh, you were, I, were you in a lot of clubs? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, I feel like I was active, but yeah. um, like my, my sport was I ran track. Okay. Which Lame. is like what all other sports do, just without anything fun <laughs> involved in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I wasn't exceptionally like great in any one area. Like mm-hmm. I was coordinated, but I wasn't athletic. I was like not ugly, but I wasn't like an attractive dude. And like I'm smart, but like probably the stupidest person in my family, just by like comparison. You got some scientists in your family? 
Yeah, I have a doctor, sister, and a lawyer brother. Oh, oh great. <laughs> oh. Is that now, now, you being out here in L.A., do you get guilted by your family? Like, well, your siblings are doing pretty, like, they they're, they went. They're, they're killing they're, it. Yeah, they're killing the game. They're doctors and lawyers. Uh, do you uh, have pressure from? Sometimes I self-impose pressure, but, like, for my parents, I think, like, I'm the third of three. Okay. So by the time they got to me, it's like, well, we already did pretty well, like, <laughs> Those first two are doing pretty sweet. Steven can do what he wants because yeah. we've proved ourselves. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're from D.C. too, yeah? Uh, Virginia. Or no, Virginia. Yeah. I say D.C., but it's Virginia. So you're a country boy. Uh, I guess. I mean, I grew up like near the ocean, which not that that automatically makes it cool, but it's not as podunk as it could have been. I didn't grow up like in the mountains or like in a cornfield or something. Yeah. Although my high school was next to a cow field, and sometimes the cows would like, break across the barrier. Wait, have you ever been cow tipping? I've not. Pussy. Dude, <laughs> I have never met any... I'm from Kansas. I've never met anybody who's actually tipped a cow before. Even back in Kansas? No yeah, one's even, actually... Even back in Kansas, and I had friends in Missouri, I, like, I'm wondering if it's like... Oh, I had friends that did it. My, that actually tipped the cow? Yeah, I got I get invited all the time. They say it's sad because... It doesn't break their legs or... It, it's... Yeah, well, it's... They, or they're too top heavy, basically. Right? Yeah, and so it takes them forever to get back up. Like they have to have assistance to get back up. So they're going to be down until the farmer <laughs> goes out there. So the farmer's the one who eventually gets the cow back up. Yeah. So I didn't know if like the back half of cow tipping was like cow propping or like. Nope. Yep. No. I guess you like, could the clean up yeah, afterward. They said it was real sad, and then like that when they're like on their side, they're just like mooing, like moo, moo. crying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why. And yet I, they they kept doing it. They kept. Oh yeah, because it was wow. you know the high schoolers are fucked up. So I never went. I couldn't do it. And actually, I've have you guys egged houses before? No. Oh, eggs. No, I've not. Oh, I've I've done it. <laughs> so, uh, I've done it. I my ex girlfriend. I told all my friends. I was like, she broke up with me. Let's go get her house. She had a two story house. Lit it up, dude. We bought like a hundred and fifty <laughs> eggs, and there was eight of us just throwing eggs at her house. Uh, her, her dad unfriended me on Facebook after that. Or I think MySpace back then. So he wasn't in your top eight anymore. No, after that. no, he won't your talk. Your girlfriend's to dad. Yeah, <laughs> he won't talk to me. You anymore. two could have a meaningful friendship right now had <laughs> yeah. that not happened. Yeah, I know. She still brings it up. I'm like, shit, it was ten years ago. Let alone. Anyway, so Steven, so you're a nice <laughs> little boy, huh? Well, yeah, I guess I wasn't please, like. A, please I wasn't be a, a more vagrant. creepy interviewer. <laughs> so you're yeah. a nice little boy, Steven. <laughs> Tell us about being a nice. Are you going to explain? You've never like, done anything bad in your life. <laughs> uh, come on. No, I've done plenty of bad stuff. I think I just haven't egged a house. Give, or, a, give us a bad story. Uh, you're a little bad boy. Got a little spanking. Right, this is getting real creepy. <laughs> I don't know if this is, this is a bad story, but I do remember like when I was four, my next door neighbor and I, who was also four, uh, she pressured me into playing doctor with her, and so I took my pants down. Oh, I remember like, <laughs> and nothing really happened. I think then she just like, she looked at my butt and she's like, yeah, it looks like it's all in order. Um, and then I'm like, thank you, doctor. And then we played something else. But like for years after that, I just had this guilt. <laughs> like, oh man, I showed someone my butt. <laughs> well, Which is hardly the bad story you were looking for. No, it's, it's <laughs> something. A lot, of, a lot of trauma can stem yeah. from that. So what's been going on? Uh, so how long have you been in uh, Los Angeles now? Uh, I came out here August 2005. Okay, cool. So, so that's like for a little bit. Yeah, You're coming up. Yeah. What on ten years almost? Next yeah, year, like next year, half nine months away from a baby away from two ten years. 
Wow. I felt a lot of pressure when my five-year anniversary was coming up. Do you feel any pressure of your 10 years coming up? Like, I've been in L.A. 10 years. Um, well, I kind of had that pressure, like, at, like, three-year, four-year, five-year. I kind of forgot I was 10 years until this very conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So you don't feel no pressure anymore. You just do what you're doing, what you need to do, and you're good to go? Yeah, I'm sure, like, once, like, the summer comes around and it's pending closer, I'll have to reevaluate what I'm doing with myself. <laughs> But in the meantime, yeah, like, I feel like I turned 30 last year, so I feel like that helps kind of not worry about this or, like, what people are sort of viewing you as. Yeah. But Once you're 30, you're like, I'm an adult now. So uh, I'm going to be honest. Justin didn't prep me, like, a ton before this podcast. I'm a bad prepper. Uh, so what um, What exactly – he didn't even tell me, like, <laughs> what you are – what you do, uh, like, on, like – like acting, comedy, production. Uh, so I, I want to f- explore like what's your been your trajectory right here because I don't know. Uh, let's find out what we're interviewing you about. Yeah, this is very <laughs> as it's happening. Um, well, the last several years, I guess the last six or seven years, I've been working on Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, is that wait? Is that the show that you got your? No, that's Major Crimes. Oh, Major Crimes. This is Criminal Minds. Yeah, this oh. one's been around for a long what, time. What is Major Obviously. Crimes, by the way? I'll get back. That's to on TNT. It, it's a spinoff of Criminal Minds. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Uh, were you like a perpetrator? It's or like a drama. Or? Yeah, as a Mexican. You got hired as a gangbanger. Little eighteen-year-old gangbanger. <laughs> But Criminal Minds been around for a long time. Yeah, they're like in their tenth season, and yeah. I came season three. So, however that math works out, it's how long I've been there. Um, but yeah, I have the not very creative job of a stand-in. Okay. Which I think y'all know the gist of that. Yeah. Yeah, like you look. I didn't like see. Somebody. I didn't know if they hired. Now for that, do they hire like they have their own like use the same? Because I would think they had to use the like uh, different stand-ins for different characters all the time, but are you just like for one specific character or are you like a general? Uh, yeah, like I'm hired for one of the characters in particular and all of us regulars are. Um, and then like I was there earlier today just for somebody else mm-hmm. just to work. Yeah. You know, like guest stars and whatnot. Like if you were on the show, probably not because we don't look alike, but I could conceivably stand in for you. Right. Okay. Now, this may sound really dumb, but I'm very ignorant to this because I've never done stand-in work. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is, like, the longest that you've actually had to stand in for somebody? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, whatever. No, no, I re- dude, for people who are not in this business, I think that's actually a great question because uh, basically, have we explained what? Stand and work no. is okay. Yeah, so so let, explain what stand and work is, and then th- then my question will make more sense to our All listeners. Right. This is about to get super exciting, <laughs> but uh, so they do a rehearsal with the actors, then they either leave to go hang out or wardrobe makeup, whatever. And while they're gone, uh, people who look vaguely like them uh, stay behind to rehearse with camera and lighting mm-hmm. uh, to set up the shots and like camera movements and stuff like that. Uh, and then once it's set up, they bring the actors back, and then we go and eat and hang out or whatever we do when we're not working. Can uh, Stan and work ever lead to like you being on the show because you're around so much? I think we uh, we interviewed our friend Brandon Weaver, and he was a Stan on a Nickelodeon show, and then they let him audition for a part and like get on the show, like a different, obviously not for the character mm-hmm. he's been standing in for. Like, does that happen a lot in the Stan and world? Do you know? Uh, yeah, our show's not that great about it, but typically most shows like a very like sort of uh, honoring towards their stand-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one part I got in the show, 
Like it still pays the same, so I'm happy with it. Uh, but like I was literally wearing a mask. <laughs> and then, and not only that, but then like in post, they they still used my delivery, but like they did like voice modulation, so like my voice was like this the whole night. So like you would just have to take my word for it. That it's me. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably like the biggest credit I have, and it's no one knows it's. Me. <laughs> uh, so back to my question: What's the yeah. longest <laughs> you've had to to stand in uh, for somebody whenever they're setting up? Because I'm sure it's probably sometimes it takes some of the it's hard for them to get the actors back on set or mm-hmm. into a scene for for shooting or whatever. Yeah, typically anywhere under 20 minutes is generally kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. But there's been, I think, the longest ever for at least me was like pushing an hour. Yeah, and were you thinking like, what's going on? Am, am I are they? Am I gonna like? Am I am I gonna be put in the game today? Yeah, like am I gonna be switched <laughs> out for this? Um, yeah, I mean that happens a lot, and you kind of look around and you realize no one else is paying attention. Yeah, like they're just like eating chili or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I didn't even know we had chili. Like what? <laughs> And then, like, you have to, like, it's almost like being at school again. You have to, like, find something, like, am I allowed to go? Like, right. Eat like everyone else's. Um, uh, but yeah, that one time that took an hour, it's because, like, the director came back and decided that the shot we were setting up, he didn't want after all. So we basically did end up doing, like, three setups in a row without ever shooting one of them. Oh, wow. So I just, I literally just stood for an hour and stared. Do you feel like there's, there's kind of a hierarchy on set where it, it's like, uh, um, the like whenever they have background uh, actors there, they are kind of looking at you like, man, I wish I was doing stand-in work, like that that kind of thing. Uh, because I've noticed whenever I've done, because I've done a decent amount of background work, some of the stuff that the background people say, like they're wanting the actors to mess up and get <laughs> fired so they can magically, they think that they'll magically be like, I'm an actor as well. Yeah. Do you need me for this scene? Like, is there, do you ever feel that kind of weird jealousy on set with like other people around? Um, yeah, like some of the extras get jealous kind of in general. I mean, like you've done extra, like there's yeah. a lot of weird people who, some of the people they let do background work, you're yeah. just like, how did this happen? They have no screening process. They're just yeah, like, it's like there's no drug test, there's no criminal dude, background, and you can get health insurance. So, like, it brings in a lot of weird There's folk. so many criminals yeah. in the background <laughs> of TV and film. Um, yeah, I guess most of like the jealousy, not so much jealousy, but more like enamorment. Like, people are like, oh, wow, like you stand in, like, and I've heard other people like talking amongst themselves about it. They're like, man, they make so much money. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't make so much money. <laughs> like, oh. I guess like those rumors float around that, like, you know, yeah, you can have like a house if you're a stand. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's then, awesome. So when you're when you're so you've been working there, what seven yeah. years, maybe seasons. Do you feel like that's a good motivator to be like, oh, one day I want to be a regular on a on a TV show if it's not necessarily Criminal Minds, like something else? Or do you think it's like more like, you know, frustrating that you're so close to the action, but like, you know, you're not like a regular or whatever? Uh, it kind of comes in waves. Like mm-hmm. at first it was exciting because like you're just happy to be there. Um, and then it's like, man, it's frustrating. Yeah, because you're so close. Like you're literally like in front of camera and then like at the last second you get like tapped out so someone else <laughs> can do it. Uh, and then eventually like, I don't know, like I, f- I do slightly kind of feel stuck there. Like I'd like to move on and do my own thing. Um, but at the same time, like if I had to have a, a job, like it's a pretty comfortable job to have. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be stuck doing that than, you know, 
being a waiter for five years or something. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but how did you get involved in doing uh, stand work? Like, how did you end up getting this gig? Um, like, what was the process for that? It's super arbitrary. Uh-huh. Just luck, uh, dude. That's how a lot of I know. things are <laughs> in this town. They're just like uh, my my fear is like I wasted my one look luck thing on like just being a stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my one chance. And <laughs> like I didn't get like a contract out of it, just standing. Um, yeah, so my information was with Central Casting because I'd done extra work there like when I first moved here for like a few months, sure. like most people do. Um, and then I kind of moved on to just other stuff. But like I was still in their database. And so like two years after that, uh, I got a call because they're looking for people to replace for the new season. Um, and I, my photo looked vaguely like the actress. They're like, oh, come in for an interview. And then I did, and I showed up to the interview like an hour late. But <laughs> why? What What did you have to do that day? First off, okay, not my own fault. But um, so where the stage is is on San Fernando Road, and it parallels another San Fernando Road. Uh, and I was on the other one, like not finding out how. It oh, turn is in. that up in like Glendale? Yeah, it's like yeah. right by Griffith Park area off the five. Um, so I got that in like an hour late, and I was just like, "Fuck it, like this is done." But like I'm already here, I might as well walk in. But I, was, I had long hair at the, uh, at the time, and so did the actor. And apparently I was the only person who showed up with the interview with long hair. So they were just like really excited. Like, oh my God, we actually have someone. I'm like, you guys don't realize I'm late? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, no. no so kind of <laughs> worked out. I feel like in, in life in general, like every interview that I've like thought I fucked up, I've gotten. What, what's another time? Like what, just like arbitrary jobs? Yeah, like I worked for guests for a while, like the watch company. Okay. Uh, like just like standing in the mall and being like, look at these watches. Um, and like that interview, I showed up for like an hour late because I was down in Torrance and I had just moved here and I didn't realize how far Torrance was to drive to. Yeah. <laughs> but so like I showed we up. got to get you yeah. on time, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> but the thing is like those are the two times I've not shown up on time and those are the two <laughs> jobs that I got. Maybe because they're like, this guy's cool. I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy looks like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. He should work for us. Yeah, let's, let's hire him here. Uh, whenever I think I was like 10 years old, I had a guess finger watch. Do you remember those that that, uh, that yeah, they yeah. went around your like they look I like don't, a ring? That sounds awesome. They look like a ring, but there's a little clock on it, and it's like a stretchy band that you. Anyway, I had a guess. Finger watch. That was out of the story. Yeah, no, he worked for guests. That, it went everywhere it needed to go. Yeah, <laughs> it oh had God. watches. It had them wrapped around your finger. Yeah, exactly. Full story. Steven, do you have any like crazy like stories from when you were? You said you moved out here and you're doing extra work. Like, mm-hmm. did you were you, or were you just a cool extra? Like, because I feel like. Everyone, or even with stand-in work, like any crazy set stories or anything yeah. like that that's gone on. Um, I'll try to tackle both, I guess. Uh, like as a extra, like, like after like day one, I realized like I didn't want to associate with many other people. <laughs> um, cause I noticed like everyone who was normal was like reading a book or listening to music or something. I'm like, okay, that's what I got to do. <laughs> cause otherwise like, like there's so much like random shit. People would just like come up to you and start talking about. Like for one time I was reading this book. Um, I think it's like called Revolt of the Cockroach People or something. It's like a 60s, like liberation Chicano movement book. Mm-hmm. And like this one guy just scoot up to me and is like, "Oh, I love science fiction." And I'm like, "Oh, it's not actually about cockroach people." <laughs> and then he proceeded to like blare in my ear for five minutes, like what an awesome cockroach story would be if like they had taken over the world. Oh. And like I couldn't get and out. He's like, of "I it. can't talk yeah. to these kind of people." <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of like crazy stories standing in, 
I'm sure there are, but mostly what I think about, like what I, what I think when I watch the show, I don't watch Come to Minds that often, but when I do, like I just think like, oh, that's the day that we had like Mexican salad. <laughs> 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 or like, oh yeah, that just they, takes they, you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm watching like you know some college student like stab another one, and I'm like, oh, they ran out of ribs that day. <laughs> like that, like the entire show for me is just equated in what I ate when they were filming it. Oh well, you know that's something. Um, that's really funny. Yeah, like I'm kind of like a, like life sort of a peacekeeper, so nothing crazy has happened to me on set. Um, I've seen like lots of fights and blowouts and stuff. Which aren't really entertaining unless you're like involved in it. But you just um, hear the background noise like as an explosion. Yeah. Or like when uh like two producers get in a fight. Oh. It's almost like mom and dad are fighting type thing, and it's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or like am I, am I, can I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should I walk away? Should yeah. I stop filming this right now? <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> uh okay, if you were like five or ten years from now. Uh, if let, let's say you listen to this podcast five to ten years from now, where do you want to be? Uh, where would where would you want future Stephen Gilligan to be? Basically, uh, five to ten years from now, down the road, like goal wise. Uh, okay, yeah, goal wise. Um, it'd be good to like get more work as like you know principal actor, mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of what most people sort of want. Um. Like, right now, I'm in a comfortable place, at least, where, like, I'm still creative, like, doing, like, this right now, or, like, I do stuff on weekends, and, like, I do, like, improv and things like that, um, but I'm still able to, like, at least make a living for myself. I'd like to make more of a living for myself, but as long as I can, like, pay bills and be creative, that's kind of my goal, which is sort of, like, a low bar, but... So you're nice. kind of doing it now, right? kind of doing it now, yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, there's a ceiling you hit, because, like, you know, I'm the only person I'm in charge of, like... But if I was like had a family or something, obviously I would not. Be oh, you want a family? Uh, not that I want a family, but you want the option. But like, yeah, like I mean, that is a conceivable option. So, where uh, do you do uh, improv at? Uh, I went to I studied at UCB, mm-hmm. um, and then like I'm in a group right now that just plays indie shows. Nice, because there's like indie shows everywhere. So. Well, we actually run an indie show um, at. Uh, Look at this, making connections. So, uh, Builders, you're watching you, connections. Uh, we do made. it like every other Wednesday at iOS, so if your team wants to play sometime. Oh, cool. Which, what show is it? Uh, it's called Value Menu Presents in the DCT at iOS every other Wednesday. So, right. Yeah. yeah right. I just found out last night, apparently, one of us booked us for like the IO cage match. Or, oh, like, cool. Student That's cage a great match show. or something like that. It's a really good show. Which is like a Thursday or Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a fun. All right. Our podcast is wrapping up, but... Before we I've, go, I've delivered no viable information. I'm no, sorry. it's been great. <laughs> this is going to drive it home. It's the Hollywood bitch slap time. Ah. Oh, yeah, Steven. <laughs> so we briefed you on the Hollywood <clears throat> bitch slap. You got one for us? I guess so. Uh, preface it one more time. <laughs> uh, it's any uh, anything that's happened to you that's been bad over your time in L.A. And it can be a bad audition. It can be a terrible day of work. It can be. Somebody who has double crossed you, if uh, you want to get nah. really intense, and anything like that, like even a uh, time when you've been down, uh, down and out, out here. Uh, so anything like that. Um, yeah, I got something. It's I don't know how funny it is, but it's <laughs> really dark. Oh, we like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like my first few months living out here. I had auditioned like via Craigslist because that seemed like a viable option. Jesus, Steve. Uh, <laughs> it was 2005. Like Dude, it wasn't every, as bad back then. Everybody does that <laughs> whenever they first move out here. 
Um, but it was like for this actual feature, which actually had a script and stuff. It was like relatively real. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the first two auditions went well. And then like a, a second callback happened and like they offered me the part. And so they asked me to come like somewhere downtown, like the the no one lives there parts of downtown. Yeah. Uh, it's and like, this is before I was getting gentrified. It's probably yeah, real to, uh To sign like paperwork and like make it contractually official and stuff. Uh, so I get there and it's like this building that just like is all locked up and there's like bars on it and stuff. Oh, uh, turn away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe they'll show up at three because I was like two minutes early. So I walked to the other side of the street, fortunately, just because there's more shade. And literally at three, like this white van pulls up. And like this like guy's like looking around and then he spots me and like makes like this huge U to like the other side of the street. Um and like I it just felt wrong. And like <laughs> oh God. And this guy's like waving me over, but I don't want to get too close to the van. And eventually I kind of like poke my head in. And it's just like this like super like fat, creepy looking dude. And he's like, Can you suck a dick? And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> and this normally doesn't happen. So I, I just said, What? <laughs> And, he was, and then he started getting nervous. Like, he no longer felt comfortable asking. That. He's like, uh, you can suck a dick. And I was just like, um, no. And so <laughs> I just started walking away. But, like, I didn't want to run because I... You don't want to show fear. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't run from a dog because it'll chase you type of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just pulled out my phone and, like, I dialed 911 <laughs> and then just, like, waited to hit send. <laughs> like, just in case. Um, but then the dude, like, sped off because I guess he was just as creeped out. That Wait, I was that was that the guy for the movie? It seems weird that he showed up at exactly the time, and like then like no one ever. And then like I got a call from the producer. I just did quote fingers. No one can see that, but yeah. Uh, like a couple hours later, he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry. Like I I, I thought it was uh, next week that we were doing this thing." Oh. Do you think that that was the same guy on the phone that? I'd met the producer before. It wasn't okay. him, but I wouldn't be surprised because then I found out later from the guy who wrote it. Uh, that that producer had like embezzled money from them or something. <laughs> so I don't know like what exactly was going on, but like he was stealing money and he oh, tried to make me suck some guy's dick. In, so. Showing up right Wait, at three. So <laughs> technically, you almost were auditioning to suck this guy's dick if you would have said yes. That's the worst thing ever. And I like you were unknowingly. Like he's just like, yep, that is, this is the guy. <laughs> like he's watching the tapes. He's like, this guy's pretty. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Like, do they send like the, the audition footage to this guy? Yeah. What? That is. That's insane. That's a good bitch slap. That's yeah. yeah. That qualifies. Definitely. And at the time, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. So like, <laughs> Dude, like I went home and I just like was just like a scared, like afraid of everything. Yeah. How did you recover after that? Well, I remember like calling my girlfriend at the time and I explained it to her and then she's just like, yeah, it happens all the time to women. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's, thanks for being empathetic. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's, uh, see, Stephen, that's, now you know. <laughs> now you know what it's like. That's, be that's, that's what we go through on a daily basis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Guys pulling up in vans asking us if <laughs> you yeah. can suck a dick after Thinking leave. that they're about to sign a movie contract <laughs> yeah. but instead blowing some dude. <laughs> Oh man, that was pretty awesome. Uh, well, we uh, we have reached uh, the end of this podcast. Uh, thank you for coming by. Is yeah, there any uh, social media that you'd like to plug? Like any Twitter, Facebook, website, anything like that? You can. Do um, that yeah, I'm not as active as I should be, but my Twitter is at Stephen Gillikin. 
Uh, and then www.steven-gillikin.com. And that's G-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, well, anything else, Justin? No, that's it. What a great interview, Steven. Thank you. I like your sweater, by the way. Hey, I like your face. <laughs> Get in my van. Can you suck a dick? <laughs>